Uh, I'm going to recording about more about uh, narcissism, uh, but um, it is uh, you know, uh, it's not about uh, the name of um, the mental uh, disease, uh, the mental issues with it. Uh, it uh, it's uh, flowing. Uh, on all those names of uh, this uh, mental uh, diseases, uh, uh, they go into each other. So uh, I I call it narcissism, but it, it can be. Uh, Psychopath. Uh, it can be other name on it because it's is there is no real limit where it's begin and when it's it's ending. It's never ever ending. Most of it, uh, but it can be going into a lower state uh, status so uh, some people can can work and live with it without other people uh, make uh, noticed about it because it's uh, it can be lower to show up um, but then is it also uh, I ask uh, about it uh, uh, because my uh, brother, my uh, genetic uh, uh, brother, he uh, he was very, very bad in his way to to uh, treat me, and and I suppose he treat other people bad also some of them but most he ha- he had lots of friends and have lots of friends still i don't know if he is alive because i have not heard from him since uh, our mother died in 1990 i haven't i don't know my daughter have asked me if he's dead uh, and I'm not sure because I have no contact with him. Uh, and, uh, and it is um, uh, uh, some people don't uh, don't understand it. They uh, I don't know how they see him. My brother, I talk about my brother. He was uh, two and a half years older than me, and but uh, those friends he have, it should be uh, should have been interesting to come to know them to understand how they can uh, be together with my brother that is so very evil person. Uh, but he he must have worked on them uh, in a mentally so they 
they are uh, he have formed them in that way he want them to be and uh, they accept it for because he have seen some uh, issues with them or weakness in them and he play on that and uh, i know when when i met my brother for many years ago 1990 that's uh, 30 years but i know he is talking like he's uh, he talking over your head the whole time and he make sure that that he get full attention from everyone that is in the room it doesn't matter if it's two people or if it's 100 people he want to be in the center of that room and everyone should listen at him and he act like that and no one no one can say no i don't agree to that what you are saying because i think many uh, people are frightened that he go angry at them and then he come with some real biting things to them and he have and um, he have uh, come to know them because uh, these people he have around him that's people from the school years my my brother have never wanted to educate him he want to stay where he can control everything and uh, so he have only the ordinary ba- basic school and uh, he his boss uh, he was working for the uh, chevrolet company and they and they say to him one day when he was maybe 20 years old they say to him that they should send him to detroit in the united states to we live in sweden and but he's supposed to say that i want you to to go to Detroit and be more educated in those car business, they say to him. Uh, but he couldn't speak English uh, a little, but not good. Uh, so they wanted him first to, to make a class in English and then send him to Detroit. And he brag about that, uh, my brother, but he never did it because that was out from his comfort zone. So this, this is, um, this is uh, like to hold in, uh, in the control of. Uh, so you can't. He can't go out where he don't know what will happen. He need to have the control. And then he lays like a lid over everyone that they can't 
go over him. They can't say that you you have wrong in this. Uh, and they... Uh, because uh, he treats them like that. He is the boss for this group of people. And I know that uh, some of you understand what I'm talking about. That uh, they want to be star. But... But they don't want to be educated to be a better person, to be better intellectual. They want to stay where they know everything. And that was my brother. You can call him narcissism or psychopath. Uh, or what else you name you can call but that's and, and then I got the same person in my uh, my daughter's father that he he was like a lid over but he under his lid his roof he he make me. Uh, I was more free to do things under him than my brother, uh, because uh, I say, uh, like uh, we women uh, say it, or of say like this. Uh, I, I want to run a marathon, for example. We say that. Are we wrong? run a long distance and men is like yeah you do it today then run but we women when we talk like that we talking about the future it can be in two three five years from when we are saying but a man he as I don't say every man, but it's very common that the man is thinking that we should act today. When we say something on Monday, it will be on Monday we start those things. When we women think about later on, I I, I, I maybe need to prepare me for to start I can't run uh, the marathon a long distance uh, without have condition to could do that. I need to train me for it. But the man is now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fun to know that we have different way to think. Um, but um, so he say that to me very often. Uh, I w- want to do something, and then he say, "I'm a, but do it then, do it then. Don't only say it; you do it, and then I should uh, start immediately." So 
and it was like I fulfill his dreams. He be very fire up. He he wanted very quick and and he could say that to people that I that like I was in the political system for some years and he brag about it but he didn't brag to look at me brag about he was together with me that's why he was so great it was not about me it was about him and um, why I I started to do this recording it it was a memory that come up yes yesterday in my mind uh, late in the evening so I couldn't recording it before today and uh, it was uh, above my father and and he I understand now that he was narcissist and then he is genetic uh, uh, some uh, psychol psychologist uh, they say it can be from childhood uh, they become to do that uh, but I think uh, like many diseases it can lay inside a person and then it can be fed to show up or else it's be not fed uh, fed to be so there is already genetic uh, in in a person do i think is my theory that they uh, when uh, the children see that someone take it serious and listen to them they repeat it uh, to make them get attention but if the parents doesn't give them attention then it's going away from them as long as it's not someone that uh, start the sparkling like uh, make them trigger it to put uh, put it on it's depend on what the environment are doing to these people they carry it with them and uh, my mother she she had men men was so high up they couldn't be touched that's uh, how my mother was it was not in her in that way it was when uh, I read what she wrote my mother about her childhood and sometimes she talk about it that uh, it 
the father have the control over the family the whole time. So maybe he was narcissist and uh, and then it's going down in genetic. I think it had been that in many generations that some some people be this narcissism and it come to my brother to be and uh, as I say the environment is I never got this narcissism because I I was not fed with it. It was my brother that got everything because my mother she it was like her idol. He my brother could never do anything wrong and could not say anything wrong. And, uh, and my my father was never at home. Either he was working or he was drinking. And he was never home. So it was what my mother did uh, to us that make us be in that way. And my brother, I was, I was younger than my brother. And my mother told me to clean up his room and make breakfast for him before we go to the school. Uh, I was like his housekeeper and serve him and and then he I have talked about it he he started sexual trying to get sex from me and um, and it um, I have to fight against it the whole time I have hard to to be a in our home because he was on me as soon he's coming home he was on me and trying to have sex and i i i know he he didn't didn't uh, penetrate he didn't go in into me because i i was virgin the first time I, I did it with a, with a, with a man. So I know I, he he have not done it, but I was thinking for a long time, I maybe have denied it, and he have done it. But I know it uh, now. I was nineteen years old when I had my first man, in the, in sexual you know i i was not i didn't know god when i was young i was 48 years old when god came so i was like those people that i don't say that don't didn't know god because many do sexual things uh, and know God a little. I don't know really God. Or else they should not do it.
så att um, så it it was the the environment that triggered my brother to be like he was uh, maybe he had been that anyway but much of it trigger of how my mother treated my brother and um, and uh, my mother had now we know that she was Jewish and she was much into business so she was a strong woman but she was not but she was weak when it come to men so she had her own business so she went uh, from home uh, about about the uh, six six seven uh, o'clock in the morning and then she come home uh, nine ten in the evening so we had the whole day my brother and i by ourselves when uh, we were my my parents uh, divorced when i was 10 years old and then i started to get uh, female forms so my brother pay attention to me so it started very quick thereafter my parents have divorced and and lost until my brother go into the military and uh, I don't know how old they were in that time, but maybe 18. He had a car in that time, and the, in that time it was drive license. It was 18, like today I think it is still, and um, here in Sweden. So... Uh, my mother told me something that I remember yesterday. She told me that she was uh, she couldn't have any children. Uh, she uh, she could be pregnant. She was pregnant, but she her ovular her. Uh, womb was like a heart uh, formed so it couldn't hold the baby when it's going a little heavy in her body then uh, she got a miscarrying so and uh, if it had been today they have could maybe could uh, get the baby to survive because they were far long gone in the pregnancy so they they could uh, they were babies but they were too small because it was premature babies uh, uh, so there was some, and uh, she had just got her uh, 
one of those many miscarrying and was laying in her bed to rest the body. That's what they did for a long time ago. It was not like today that you need to go go up and walk to not get blood clots. Uh, they were laying in a bed and and she was sad about losing her. The, it was always boys' uh, sons she got. And that's why she, maybe that's why it was so important with my brother. Uh, and uh, she lost many small sons' baby. And she was laying sad in her bed and my my father come home and he was crying crying and my mother told me that she said told him to not be crying so much that we can we can try to get get a new baby she said to him but he was still crying, and and then uh, my mother, uh, uh, she stopped crying, and and she said, "What's wrong with you? Why are you still crying?" And then he say that he had lost his hat. He couldn't find his hat. He had been on a bar in the bar and in some way the hat was gone and he was crying over the hat and he was not crying about that he they have lost a baby so that it was good that my mother told me about this situation uh, i didn't understood it when she told me about it uh, but I understand what's with this with narcissism of or uh, mental issue it was not uh, my father he was very bright intellectual he, was, he could sell he was top and he become uh, a local manager for the biggest insurance company we still have it in in today that company so it was not about that it was that he he was disturbed in emotional disturbed that he couldn't understand because he was not the one that carry a baby inside him so for him was it not the baby there they lost it was her her baby it was her fault that they lose the baby it was every negative things was on her and he he have nothing with that to do so emotionally he was wrong and uh, and I have told you that he was also a pedophile and and that 
it may be not going together, but it can go together, those two things. And how can a, a young girl or a young boy uh, tell them to stop when they don't, when those pedophiles doesn't understand emotional uh, why they should stop to uh, take on those young uh, children they don't understand that emotional so that have with a pedophile also so uh, it's like I started with that there is no like uh, a limit is not the frame that everything is inside that frame it can be a mix of of all this diagnosis they they are talking about it's only a, a name on it but it can be so very much differences is uh, it is uh, this uh, what i'm talking about is describing of this mental sickness diseases and uh, it is not about them in real it's about what to do when you you find out that they are mental sick if they are mental sick in this um, other way to do that uh, they uh, they go violence go very angry and they um, uh, they uh, look like uh, very disturbed in in their brain then is it easy for you to to go away because you see it but those people they can be very smart very intelligent and my father uh, people never saw him drunk they didn't understood why my mother divorced my father they come and was angry at my mother and say why do you divorce this nice man and they couldn't see or smell that he was drunk the whole time because my father the only time he was around in our home it was when he come home because he needed to take a shower he takes shower three about three times a day and he have a perfume on him and then he always eat menti menti pills for a not a breathe alcoholic and he and he smoke the whole time also that took away and he have very nice clothes on him so people didn't see that he was drunk 
they didn't see he was an alcoholiker until until he was so very drunk all the time so uh, he be fired after many many years because he couldn't work anymore and uh, so so they didn't see it and you don't see it if they not showing very disturbing things in their way to be and and um, like my brother i always was i sit and was fascinated over what he did it's full of the room was full of people sometimes it was when we have birthday party for my mother and her sisters and brothers two brother and five sisters came and and they have their children with them and some other people that knew my mother was there so my the home was crowded of people but it was like everyone was sitting around the wall around in the room and uh, and then it was an empty space and there in that empty space there was my brother he could never sit still he was always standing in the middle of everyone and everyone was listening at him and uh, and his in his way to to pay attention he uh, say bad things about me to to everyone and i didn't know that when i was young i uh, i couldn't understand this theater things the lies that's why i don't like lies uh, that because i I saw so much lies, and then now as uh, older, I I see more the lies that was in my childhood, and I knew that I knew it was a lie. Even if I was a young girl, I uh, I shake my head and uh, thinking why do they do these things but i was only take it into myself and was thinking why are they doing like they do uh, all these things uh, and especially when they were drunk and in, in those parties they had my mother was sitting in the lap of uh, another man and they did things that they normally didn't do but when we they were drunk it come out all these bad things and i sit uh, um, because when they have uh, like birthday parties i was not allowed to talk so the only thing we we could do was sit and watch 
the older people, adults, people, what they were doing. And sometimes uh, when they won't really have something secret going on, they uh, told us to go into our room and and be there and not coming out to watch the, what they were doing. And uh, those lies there was. And I, I understand it because I have told you about this, um, that I have had connection with heaven already when I was eight years old I I get visions from heaven so I had another way to see look at life because I saw these lies and uh, my mother was the if I say uh, in money, she was the most poor of her sisters. Her sister was uh, was very, very wealthy. And uh, it was different between what they were when they didn't drink and when they were drinking and be drunk. What different it was. And that's different. I never like to see this. If the if you are like you should be clean and talking, talking in one way and act like one way and have those clothes on when you don't drink. Why are you doing the opposite? when you are drunk and that I didn't understand that and uh, and uh, when I started to drink alcoholic I never be in that way I don't I didn't let it go in that way uh, that um, it was when I did I let it go in the last uh, days before I stopped drinking there I was I have been walking around the nude uh, around uh, where people were and uh, and then I lost my boyfriend and then I I come home and and I decide me for to stop drinking and so I did, and uh, so I, I have been uh, until the end of drinking. When I was, I was crying very much because I had been together with that that man for 11 months and uh, I say to myself that I am I am better than this 
I will not be in that way again that I walk around nude. Never and never drink again. But I, of course I, I, I couldn't hold the, the, to never drink again. But I not so very drank so I didn't know that I had that I didn't had any clothes on me. And I was also on my way to make a suicide because my boyfriend didn't wanted me when after I had been walking around nude. <laughs> but it was very sad because I was on my way to make a suicide because I was so so crying and um, it was a man that come out in the water and took me into into the beach and so I survived that and um, so uh, this is what I wanted to say about this that my mother cried for have lost the child she carried. And my father cried because he lost his hat. And that is a very good example of a disturbed brain. It's a mental sick brain. And uh, I don't... I don't see my mother as mental sick in that way. But of course she was in some way uh, mental sick because she have learned from her childhood to put the man that the man could never do anything wrong. So she have that mental issues, but that mental issues, it's uh, it's much common. It's not a really serious serious mental issues. If it's not going so far as my mother let it go, and I have a letter. I have kept the letters in my memories box here in my home and that's about from my mother were send, sending it to me when she started to be get be lost on memories she started to write me some letters. Uh, I think she didn't, she couldn't call me in the telephone. I don't, I think she couldn't, she didn't know my telephone number because she started to write letters to me. And when I look in, in those letters my mother she was 
very good in uh, to spell words and write also but suddenly she start to uh, write and spell words uh, in the old way to to spell words like she, when she was a child she learned and then she had to change it when we took away some of the this uh, word spelling and spelling on cities for example uh, some letters took away changed and she did it like she was a child so I start to see uh, what's wrong with my mother why she'd write this mail so strange uh, but one of this mail I I have kept it was about uh, my mother's marriage and she was uh, writing me that she have told told um, the man that was married to my uh, my father's sister that man my mother like him very much and she said to him that uh, in the beginning of the the marriage she said i should be very good if i can kept this marriage for 3 years and uh, and then uh, and then those 3 years become to be I think 30 years like that they were married before my mother divorced my father and uh, and she knew it why do, did she let it go so long time because she they had didn't had any children she uh, they adopted my sister 1947 and um, and they were married uh, married in the 30s so about 15 years without any children so she could have divorced my father and uh, why didn't she do it when she was by herself no children and uh, she was uh, she had a job when she met my father so she could have going back to her job and uh, divorced him after like she say three years uh, and then they div- uh, divorced him why di- why did it she wait for so long time and uh, it shouldn't be in that way that the status that uh, my father earn very much money and come home and she didn't need to go- work anymore she uh, she was home 
home wife, wife staying home. And my father was working and bring much money. And uh, I think it has something with her sisters to do. That they, they uh, married men that was not heavy drinker. They were not alcoholicer. And they were working for a goal to work together for to to get money uh, but my my mother and my father was split my father was away and and he had other women and he told my mother about those other women so he have not this emo- emotional way to see life so he couldn't understand that she was suffering of lack of having not a real husband, and uh, and he have he was in the prison sometimes because he had driving and was drunk, those things he had done, and she never go away from him, and uh, she. I can't, I can maybe, maybe have a a talking to my mother when I do this with, uh, I'm sorry, I I was thinking I should, should do uh, only about narcissism, but but I, I hear my mother is coming now. She's coming and I'm talking because I, I put a question in the spirit world about why did she... She... she I don't want to it to mix it here, but but she is here and she is saying it was the comfort life because uh, he was not at home. I could stay in in my world at home and and he was very seldom at home. So I I got money and staying in a beautiful home that I could show up for for my sisters that and uh, was they could see that I had really nice life and uh, it was in that time when you. you your grandparents uh, lived and they they saw my home and I wanted to put a picture it was I know today that it was wrong to do it I know now that it was wrong to do it but I put up a picture of wealth and be comfort in the home 
And I, I say to my mother that uh, inside my mind, I say that you, you failed yourself. You took away all your dreams in that way of selling your life for to have this comfort for others to see you. Not how you feel it, uh, who, not what you felt, but it was about what others saw you. And that was was something that was in my childhood that I understand it now when you're saying this because you have always beautiful clothes and we have always beautiful clothes with and never have filthy clothes it was always clean everything and and it was like like she tell me now it's like, it was like a fence for for people to not see see who you were in real and uh, and after the divorce from from the, uh, or my father you you get a new life uh, when you start to work again go out from from the home open the door and, and went out and start to take care of your life that's uh, you broke your free in many ways not only from your husband but also free from to have this picture of uh, everything is okay everything is uh, but it broke it broke this picture because you it was not um, stable it was not uh, grounded because he was drinking more and more my father and just before he died uh, he was my mother her, i think it was her 60s birthday and he come home to to us my father and then he never left he was staying in our home and they were drinking together my mother was working uh, uh, but she was drunk working and uh, i was laying there and i'd be scared of my father so i i hide all the knives that we had because he has started to he have changed of these alcoholic things in his brain, so he was very aggressive and anger. 
he was not healthy and I was worried that he should kill us because he, he was going in that way when he go very drunk and I couldn't sleep. I was uh, still staying home because I was in the school and um, and then one day, I was 17 years old, I, I was not in ordinary school because I have educated me. And I, I, my mother was not at home and I, it break me, the nerves break. And I told my father to put the clothes on and he was very, very, very drunk and uh, ho hardly couldn't walk. But I took him to down to the railway station and it, it was only uh, some hundred meters because we live at the railway station. And... Uh, I told I bought a ticket for my father and then I put him up on the train and I said to my father I hope I never will see you again I say because I was so angry it was not really what I wanted to tell him but in that situation when he had been for maybe one week and drinking, 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 and I couldn't sleep. I had not slept for many nights. Then I, I say that from anger, and uh, he died after that. That was the last words I say to my father. I hope I will never see you again, I say. And I never see him again. He was dead after some days. So uh, that drinking that he was in uh, when I bought the, the ticket for him, it was killing him. So he was on his way to die when I say that to him. So, uh, because uh, it was two, three days, and then he was dead. And uh, so, uh, what I was worried about was also that I was uh, with a friend to my father's apartment, and he lived in Stockholm, our capital city. And I was there with we had been out and have found my friend and I, but in the night when I was sleeping on the floor in my father's apartment, my father came and was nude and opened up my blanket and was going down over me, over my body and wanted to have sex with me. Uh, he, the excuse for him, I want to 
think like that, that he was so drunk, so he didn't recognize his own daughter because he he had uh, young girls uh, uh, in his apartment having pay for them to have sex. So he maybe thought it was one of those girls. But uh, I wake up my friend, I push away my father and and then uh, I say to my friend, we have to run out from here. And she didn't know what was going on because she was sleeping. But we were running out from my father's apartment in the in the night, and there, uh, the train that should take us to the downtown city, uh, it didn't go because it was night. So we were sitting and waiting for the first train to come, the local te- train to come, to get us into the railway station. Uh, and I told her what had happened. And that, in my mind, I was maybe thinking about that when I put my father on the train. I, w- I was not that kind of, of a person. When I was 17 years old, I was not strong. I was a very weak person. But the anger and not have could been sleeping make me be strong of the anger so that was the last time i saw him and uh, i understand how how wrong everything was in my childhood and uh, this podcast make me to understand so much uh, what have going on. One thing I want to tell you, you that follow me, as I have talked about my mother now that she come through and talking about uh, that she wanted other to see her marriage as happy and wealthy and famous success uh, that was a lie, a big lie. And uh, that, um, as I have said that, I will tell you that that I'm a little worried, but I have to give it to to heaven, to those afterlife, that it, uh, it's very truly that s- someone of these um, people that should uh, help me to get a new, a new home, they will see it and then they think that if they don't believe in God, they, in that way that what I'm talking about, they will see me as mental sick. And that can cause problem for me that I maybe 
I say that in the in the evening before I fall to sleep. I say that to God that it the worst that can happen is that they lock me in into a mental institution. Uh, that is the worst they can do, and 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 try to give me pills, medicine for this. And uh, I, of course, I don't take that kind of things as I am not mental sick, <coughs> but they think so, and that is the worst that can happen. And. Um, and uh, they, uh, and then uh, that is not so bad, but uh, bad at all. But it is, it is bad that they don't give me any any apartment together with other people because they think I'm mentally sick. So uh, this podcast can cause me problem, and. Uh, but as I have given away my life to God, I and I say that now because I have only say that I give away my life to God. But I say this today that I lay my life away to those in afterlife to take care of my life that I have here on earth now. So in some way they will find a place for me and it should not be in like in a prison style. It should be a, so I can live free. I, they have failed to, and maybe don't fail it, but they, or else they have not wanted it, that I should have a man in my life that could help me with all these kind of things that I have with the world. Uh, they maybe have failed, or they maybe have, have not wanted it. It can be either way, and uh, and uh, now uh, with the DNA, when they told me to do my DNA, it can be some answer in that because all all those uh, more like uh, private uh, places where they have this. Uh, all the care, so uh, nursing home, but uh, but having a, a re- my own apartment, but have nurses around twenty four hour uh, that I can call if I uh, I start to feel me sick or wanted something. I need to to do surgery on my knees because they are very bad. You know, I told you last time that I couldn't walk because uh, I get so much inflammation in my knees. So I need to do surgery, but I am, I try to wait for 
to come to this, this kind of home, then I get help to move around. I can't do it when I sit here in this home. I don't have any nurse coming home to me here. And they are only coming maybe 10 minutes. When I broke my my leg and uh, my shoulder, they come 10 minutes twice in the week. That's only help I got. And that was nothing. And so I need to come to a real home where they have nurses uh, the whole time there. And um, and uh, the DNA, uh, when they say this, 2016 in Jerusalem, when afterlife say that I should do my DNA, that can maybe be for the future also. Now I know that I'm Jewish, but also that it's for the future because those uh, nurses' home that we have in this city, <laughs> they all are donated of relatives to me. Those in afterlife, they, they touch me now very much. Those in afterlife, they have donating money and houses for to take care of of people like me that is sick in the body and uh, they are my my uh, my relatives every home that we have that it's uh, working to rent an apartment in them. They belong to me. <laughs> I am in that, but I don't know how to give them evidence, but uh, I have seen it now when I am working with my DNA, that uh, everything here around that is of... Uh, wealthy people have done and they uh, were owner of uh, ships uh, going also and they they built uh, houses in this city uh, my ancestor I didn't know that I meet almost all the time someone that is connected with me in my family tree. And uh, so uh, it's, a, it's a communication with those in afterlife. Now this, uh, this um, episode will be a split of, of this narcissism and about afterlife i'm talking to afterlife now i have talking about that i gave, give my life to you in afterlife to take care of it and not only god but you also in afterlife and um, that uh, i say god first and then afterlife you heard it and uh, that 
you uh, that is my ancestors in uh, in afterlife you need to do something to make me could stay rent an apartment in one of your houses and you know that i have looked at those houses and i have some favorite houses to live in and and i have seen that this donation from my my relatives from my ancestors and it's close to the beach and very nice uh, in inside of downtown this city and uh, with my scooter i have uh, i can drive it take five minutes to drive to the beach to be there the whole summer and i can drive away out in our city it should be so very nice if you in afterlife can help me to to get an one of these apartment i have very much things working against me because i don't have the money hey i have uh, uh, i have uh, i have not pay back many of the bills that my my husband from texas he did to me when i left him and he make up so when i come back to sweden i have lots of bills waiting for me that he have done he was uh, staying in our apartment in six months and not pay the rent and i got it when i come back so uh, so they will see it uh, when they check out who i am and then um, uh they maybe see this podcast and then they don't want me but uh, i rely on you that this in afterlife because you have done it before many times before to to have hide things that should be hide for me to could do things for you in 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 afterlife and um, if you want me to work for you then i i need to go from this this house where i li- have lived under the pandemic now is the pandemic uh, is over here so now i can move i moved in just just when we got the the pandemic and that was good to be here but it's time for me to could move away now and be together with people in those houses i couldn't have done that in pandemic time 
it was many that die because they were living together. But now I can do it because we don't have this illness anymore. Thank God for that. It's ended. Uh, so uh, now I don't know how to do when I uh, upload this on internet. I don't know what I should say about this episode. But it, it uh, the most important was to to talk to afterlife. I come to understand how to talk to afterlife. Thank you for listening. I love you and God loves you also and all those in afterlife. Life love you also. Afterlife. Your afterlife. <laughs> love you.